This is the Unlimited Unloaded page. New interviews for you from Maddie Lyons of Volleyball and from women's soccer's Kendall Lincoln. Speaking of the women's soccer team playing tonight, another exhibition game. In fact, kind of interesting. They have two preseason matches and then about a 10-day wait before the regular season. That's just how it worked out for Denise Schulte-Brown's team. And we'll be on the air a little bit before 6 o'clock for the contest tonight. Men are doing it a little bit differently. They're spreading out three preseason contests. And their first is coming up on Friday. You'll start to hear some more men's soccer interviews and volleyball over the next couple of weeks on this show. And we had a chance to actually keep an eye on three different practices on Tuesday morning. Football's first in full pads, along with both men's soccer and volleyball. We'll give my observation on all of those here shortly. But there was some also news that actually came down during the football press conference. The non-conference schedule is out for Brian Gregory's men's basketball team. And outside of the event in Daytona Beach, there are 10 other regular games, as it were. Eight of those 10 are at home, so plenty of chances to catch them at the Yangling Center. And you can first catch them in an exhibition game on November the 1st, starting off that month on a Tuesday night against UT. Now, if you've been listening to the show, we told you about this website slash Twitter page called D1 Docket that dedicates its existence to finding out who is playing who and sort of piecemealing teams' schedules together. It's very easy to read by conference until they're officially announced. So if you were listening to this show about a month ago, we told you that it looked like the first game for the Bulls was going to be on the first day of the regular season against Southeast Missouri State at home. What do you know? That's exactly the case. And that Friday night, the Bulls will be going to Auburn. They'll come back home the following Monday, the 14th, take it on Stetson. Then they'll play Austin P at home on a Thursday night, November the 17th, before heading to Daytona Beach, the Ocean Center, for the Sunshine Slam. They'll play UAB. Again, if you're a dedicated Bulls beat listener, you knew this already, but now it is official. And the other team that they'll play the next day is Georgia or St. Joe's. After that, there are still seven more pre-conference games and six chances to catch them at the Yingling Center. They'll play St. Francis, the one from New York. That's actually on the end of Thanksgiving week, so that'll either be on a Friday or a Saturday, depending on when the football game against UCF is played. I think we know that'll probably mean the basketball game is played on Saturday. Essentially, they don't want to have a men's basketball home game on the same day as the War 9 foreign football. UMass comes to the Yingling Center on November the 29th. Little intel on that. That was supposed to be maybe a power conference opponent, but things didn't work out. Believe me, they tried. Hey, but UMass, good program, A-10. Charleston Southern is coming to the YC on December the 2nd. Then a 10-day break, and it's to northern Iowa before the Bulls finish up with games at home against Dartmouth, Hofstra, and NJIT. So, of course, we'll talk more about the teams as we get closer to the season. And I want to get a hold of Brian Gregory to speak about the schedule here in a little bit. You can go to GoUSFBulls.com. You can get all the dates for those. No times except for the first game in Daytona Beach. And, of course, the non-conference opponents are known. Pretty self-explanatory on that front. But no full schedule as far as dates and such released just yet. So yesterday it was Jeff Scott. We had the whole press conference live on USF Bulls Unlimited. So we won't play a bunch of it. Now, if you want to hear the whole thing, we'll do our daily reminder. And believe me, I have a way of looking at the numbers and people aren't getting 
there just yet because there's a bunch of good stuff on GoUSFBulls.com. I know people are used to listening to it on our SoundCloud page, but if you just want the full Jeff Scott press conference, it's available. Unfortunately, right now you still have to hunt for it. However, if on GoUSFBulls.com you go to the lower right side where it says audio, you see Bull Speed Ahead and then you see Bulls Unlimited. If you click on Bulls Unlimited, that sort of starts to unlock all of the audio and where it's located. And you can see Jeff Scott's press conference audio there. If you click on where it says, click here for more interviews, then you can get a whole bunch of audio on demand. Now, everyone wants to know what it's like catching passes from Gary Bohannon and his competition with Timmy McLean. Xavier Weaver says, hey, righty, lefty, it's all a football to me. We're deep, we're fast. And how is it catching those balls from Mr. Bohannon? Fast, hard. <laughs> But it's, it's, you know it's it's it's, it's nice catch from him. Yeah, I say I say at first it was it was a little you know something new. But you know since I've been at USF we always had a whole bunch of quarterbacks. So at the end of the day it's just a quarterback to me. You know it's still got to catch the ball. You still got to run your route and the ball's got to be delivered. So I know it's it's been a blessing to get Gary in the room. You know he's been uh, teaching the young guys and stuff like that. So it's been a big big help. Antonio Greer, as always, says a bunch of good things. If you, again, want to go back to my interview with him from photo shoot day, you can find it out there. But here's a little bit in response to the question, the difference between this camp and previous years. Ooh, man, it feels good. You know, right, I mean, I didn't want to leave the locker room because we having fun in there, you know, topping it up, having a good time, man. And um, <clears throat> the best thing about it is is, is being, a, being, being a fifth year senior and knowing, like, this is my last go around. You take advantage of every opportunity, you know, not just on the field, specifically off the field. With the small little moments you get to, to meet with your teammates, the small memories, you know, um, they're going to become huge when you get older. So I say that's the first thing. Uh, the next thing is um, we just having fun. Like, it's actually fun. You know, like it's fun. Like football this, this year has been fun for me and the team. <clears throat> Um, going out to practice is just juice and fun, intensity. You know what I'm saying? It's just, this is this just feel different. You know, sometimes you can't explain a feeling when you feel feel a difference. You know what I'm saying? So, man, we've been having fun. It's been a, it's been a good time, spending spending time with my guys. You know what I'm saying? And meetings and grinding. And you know what I'm saying? Coach had this word grit. You know what I'm saying? Just fighting through all the hard times. But man, the difference is is just a. It's just more fun. And I'm, I don't know if it's my last year. You know, I don't know. But it's just fun, man. I'm just so glad to, just to be here again and just to be a part of what's, what's about to happen this year and the next year and the next year. And to know that this is the start of, like, history has been made, but, it, like, the future is extremely bright. Tell you what Antonio Greer was up to during practice, at least the part that I saw, pretty awesome pass coverage. They were rotating linebackers against tight ends with some of the scout team quarterbacks and back-to-back throws that he was defending. He got back in coverage to make a pick and a nice pass breakup. I have a chance to talk to Bob Shoup later on in the week, who Antonio Greer couldn't stress enough how funny he is and maybe ask him about not just his joke of the day situation that Greer explained, but, you know, the defense as well. Now on to more interviews, a couple here to wrap up the show. Maddie Lyons, 16 months ago. Blew up her knee and is back. And from the intel that I've been getting, in spite of having her injury situation, already one of the more impressive physical performers during the offseason. And hopefully we get to see her perform on the court. Got to watch her a little bit at practice along with the newcomers. We'll talk more about them as we progress. I put out a photo on my Twitter page that included she along with the 
big presence in the middle, six foot three Yasmin Shaw and the new setter Tot Johnson, a freshman as well. We spoke to both of them during photo shoot days. You're going to hear those interviews eventually, but wanted you to hear from a veteran here. Guess what I'm going to ask you about? Um, uh, about my favorite color? Did you get to go to the beach a lot yeah. this summer? <laughs> how's, my, how's life? No, my left uh, leg. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> All right, how are you feeling? I'm feeling ready. Wow. Ready. As in cleared and ready or mentally ready? <laughs> I got cleared a week ago. Whoa. So, yeah, right before season. Did you... Uh, tell the doctor you were cleared or did he tell you I mean, <laughs> or he or she tell you I mean I might have like nudged him a little bit but no he told me I was all good to go as long as I was ready and I told him oh I'm ready I'm ready to go wow that's <laughs> unbelievable yeah. um and and any hesitation level I mean you just said ready to go I mean I guess we'll find out but yeah. it sounds like there's no hesitation no I'm ready <laughs> it's been 16 long months so I'm ready to get at her <laughs> 16 months yeah um when when did you start to feel like you could play volleyball again. Um, I started playing a little bit in the spring. I played, um, but it was I was kind of hesitant. But the like this summer, I would say like June, uh, May, June. It's I a good felt. time to slide in when it's 100 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Find out if you're ready to uh, get the. Uh, is the lungs coming back a, a tough thing for volleyball? Oh uh, yeah, well. definitely volleyball shape. But this summer, we, my Walt had us working hard, and I had to stay here over summer because I wasn't cleared yet. So. I was doing a lot of stuff. And our gym actually just lost AC this last week. Oh, so it was good. like 91 degrees when we were practicing. So good. In or out, same temp. Mm -hmm. Perfect. It was colder outside. We'd go outside during our break. <laughs> yeah. Do you know if they're going to have that fixed um, purely from a broadcasting point of view? Yes. They said it was fixed the last day of our open gym. They were like, it'll be fixed at noon. And we got done at like 10. We were like, thanks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Walt, uh, he's, uh, he's good at what he does. Did he take a little bit of an easier approach with you or did he say come on girl get out there uh, uh come on girl get out there he was I mean definitely he was like there and he would if I didn't feel comfortable doing something but he pushed he was it was hard it was a hard summer but I'm so thankful for it, it wow was awesome Mac we talked to her about how CC her roommate was the person that really came to her in a lot of ways and helped her out driving mm -hmm. was one mm -hmm. uh, did, did you have a teammate or two that uh, yeah, really stood up with you and tried to cheer you up in those tough times yeah, I mean, I've had a lot, definitely. Could be other sports, too, you know? Yeah, other sports. I There's a baseball player who tore his ACL, like, two days after I tore mine. So through that whole journey, he was, like, going through it, too. And same with a lot of other athletes just, like, in the training room. They're just, like, they understand you on a different level. Like, it's a different hardship to go through and wow. to have that. And then, obviously, Mac, that stunk, but like having her go through it too and like we can talk to each other and I had a previous teammate Eb who was also my roommate yeah. she was like the same distance as me and Mac apart so hmm. I kind of followed in her footsteps Mac kind of had me so there was a lot but like Allie and Cece the ones who have been here for a while they definitely I mean it's hard for them too to watch everyone go through this wow then you're someone that has like you said been here for a little while so to you would be a better person to ask about how cool is it to have more matches at the Yingling Center? I'm br talking about bringing in other, you know, support from other teams because the football was a good example last year. But no, how cool is that? Oh my gosh, it was so awesome. That like, I mean, I couldn't play obviously that game, but right. that atmosphere, like, I was like, just so excited. It was awesome. Like, I can't even put it into words. I'm so excited that we're like putting more games in there and playing more things because I feel like the crowd was better, the energy was better, like. It was a great opponent, so that was tough. But 
it's going to be so awesome. Like, I feel like it's just better. It felt different. Yeah. Even from a broadcaster's point of view. And last thing, uh, for people that are listening to this, um, how much of a difference can a crowd make in a volleyball match? Oh, my gosh. Huge. Like, we would see some of our Sunday games. It would just be kind of like, uh, like low, just because, I mean, if you're tired, it's a Sunday. But, like, when the Friday night games and the Yingling Center game, like, you're just energy is so high and you're so excited and enthusiastic and it means a lot to us especially like when other athletes come and support like it's all the hard work you put in and showing off for people is kind of what we like to do <laughs> well you've been putting in a lot of hard work in a different way so i look forward to seeing it on the court congratulations for being back thank you so much even though she had a big brace on her knee she still looked pretty good out there and i talked to walt bell and told me that she's increased her vertical two inches from pre-injury. That is amazing. There are a lot of newcomers on the team. Get ready to hear from them over the next couple of weeks. Really a delightful group, by the way, and watching them just briefly on the court for about 20 minutes, very talented, but also great to be able to get their names pronounced properly ahead of time. In this case, looks like Andrade, but is Andrade. My name is Maria Clara de Moura Andrade. A.K.A. Maria. Kendall Lincoln made a nice splash last year as a freshman, and I think she's going to continue to do so on the forward line for the women's soccer team. So, number nine, Kendall Lincoln was number <laughs> 16 last year. First of all, I probably should have looked this up, but I don't want to do that. Who, who was number nine last year? We didn't have it. It used to be Solveig. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's prior, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that a position on the field thing? Nine is the up top striker, you know? It was always my high school number, so I wanted to keep it. I'm just actually getting, I'm not saying good, because I'm not, <laughs> but I'm just figuring out what the positions on the field mean. Mm-hmm. Like, 11 is my favorite player, Gareth Bale, but mm-hmm. I also realized, hey, that's his, you know, he plays on the left side <laughs> up top. Uh, but uh, obviously, I got used to seeing you last year on the right side mm-hmm. and just speed, speed, speed. <laughs> uh, this year, are you going to, you know, is the, is you've established that part of your game mm-hmm. is the next step to become a goal scorer. I know you can do it. Right? Yeah, I think that's the goal for this year is to get me more involved with um, our attacking and get me higher on the field, go- scoring goals and just getting higher. There were certain games last year you would come in and, you know, you look like you were ready to just run through people. <laughs> uh, and then you weren't always at that level. But is that is that part of being a freshman, you know, trying to become more consistent? Yeah, I think a lot of it was just the stress of like a new year being so far from home and just it's so different down here. So getting used to that was really hard. The difference uh, being the weather and uh, just college life or you are mostly the weather? <laughs> it's the weather for sure. <laughs> and home is Virginia, so you were able to go back home and enjoy some time this summer? Yeah, I was. What did you What did you get to do? I trained most of the time and I worked and just hung out with friends. Nice. Did yeah. it get uh, Did it get uh, anywhere near, you know, 100% humidity there or is that Not just a Florida close. thing? It's just Florida. <laughs> I got to talk. Listen, I love eating food. You look like you don't need any food. You know, <laughs> you're in such good shape. But uh, <laughs> when you get to go back home, is there is it, is it seafood? Is it is it crabs? And what's the thing we in Virginia? Yeah, we have a lot of uh, seafood there, but I it's a lot of different food. I'd say, especially closer to like DC, so much difference. In oh, there. that's a good point. Yeah. All right, so listen, if th- there wasn't a soccer match this week to worry about, mm-hmm. and you could you know let it uh, let it all hang out and just eat whatever, what would you be able to go to town on most? If, even if it could be a couple things. It could be two meats. Like, I go to a barbecue place. <laughs> I'm not getting one meat. I'm getting two or three. Oh, wow. I, it'd be nachos or a burger. There you go. I, I, was, I, I, I saw <laughs> you. You were thinking, i got to keep it healthy here. <laughs> no, that's specifically not what you have to do. Nachos or a burger. What goes on your burgers in this scenario, at least? 
mustard, pickles, and lettuce. Nice. <laughs> I'm a mustard guy, too. Big time. All right. Well, <laughs> hopefully we toast uh, your first hat trick with a burger with yeah. mustard and pickles. Uh, what what uh, parts of your game? I know you get on the field next week for the first time. Mm -hmm. but what parts of the game can you see yourself trying to work on right away? Um, just attacking with my first touch, making sure I'm not going back defensively and only going forward offensively at speed and trying to get on the ends of crosses and taking my own shots. That's a, that's a good list, and I can <laughs> see you being able to do all of that. Um, <laughs> what did you What did you basically learn, uh, not just as a soccer player, but your first year at USF about, you know, being a bull and kind of what the, the expectations are here? Um, I learned a lot that, like, everyone's making mistakes and everyone's going to get on you, but everyone gets on themselves too and to not take it so personally and to not be so hard on yourself when it comes to school or soccer. Mm. And then how, how was school, you know, being able to juggle both that first year? I mean, in freshman, we just think about, hey, <laughs> are you going to get on the, f yeah. are you going to get on the soccer field? But there's more to it than that. Yeah, it was hard at first, but I think like throughout the semesters, I figured it out, adjusting to class schedules with soccer in and mind. And then how, just take us behind that a little bit more as far as, you know, I know your road trips aren't really long road trips, but mm -hmm. uh, they they do a good job of making sure you keep with your schoolwork and everything, right? Yeah, our the professors here are great with our schedule and not being able to make class and having other deadlines when we can't make certain ones. And we always have time to do our own work on trips um, outside of soccer and prep for games. I was impressed by that. And then last thing, I mean, we're going to make some new memories, obviously. <laughs> but uh, la last year, especially considering there were so many last-minute type of situations, is there one that stood out for you? Um, Just as a team. It doesn't even have to be what you did. You know what I mean? I think ECU was a big, like, game for us because it was just so back and forth and it was such a nail biter and we pulled out the win so it was so exciting to have that experience and be a part of it. Well, we'll probably play the highlight, a couple highlights from that game, and I would warn people to turn the radios down a little <laughs> bit. Hopefully you have me yelling and screaming like that a lot this year. Thanks, Kendall. You're welcome. Come and remember tonight at 6, second preseason, final preseason game for the women's squad going up against Stetson. We'll have it live for you on USF Bulls Unlimited. And then in a couple of days, the men's opener just saw a few minutes of them practicing, and they were already pretty intense, as you'll hear some of the players speak about as we bring you those interviews. Saw some newcomers. Don't want to give them too much hype yet, but yeah, good squad. That's going to do it for Bulls Beat on a Wednesday. Thanks for checking it out. I'm Derek Sharp. You've been listening to Bulls Beat on Unlimited Unloaded.